0: If you have your Bibles with you tonight, turn with me to Matthew chapter 2, Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1. I have some jokes for you, (laughs) but on the way out, I came to the church early this afternoon to get ready to finalize my message, and my wife said to me, Jeff, no jokes. And you say, what did you say, Jeff? I said, yes, okay. No jokes. Amen. All right. (laughs) Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he? that is born King of the Jews. For we have seen His star in the east and are come to worship Him. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our dear God and Heavenly Father, we are so thankful today that we can come together tonight and just to uh, look into the Word of God. Lord, to uh, just take a sample of the life of our Savior and make application to our life. Lord, we are, we're so thankful for our Savior, Jesus Christ, for all that we have and all the blessings that we are able to have and to enjoy this Christmas season. Uh, Lord, we pray for those who are suffering here during this time, those who are going through difficulties with loss of loved ones. Lord, we pray you'd comfort them, and Lord, just supply their needs. Lord, we pray that you would uh, be with those that are... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, not able to come because of sickness and uh, different reasons. Lord, we pray for them that you'd raise them up to health and strength. And Lord, we pray that as for us who are here tonight, may you bless the teaching of the Word of God. Help me to bring out these thoughts that I have that would be an encouragement to us tonight. And we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You know, any person who follows the light that God gives him or her will eventually worship at the feet Of the Lord Jesus Christ you know Jesus Christ as I study his life and I read the Gospels he was always appreciative of those who had great faith but with just a little bit of truth Uh, for example you remember the story of the Roman centurion who had a servant and he was sick And he wanted Jesus to come and heal him. Now, while Jesus was on his way, the Roman centurion said, listen, the Lord does not need to come to my house to heal my servant. All he needs to do is say the word, and he will be healed. And when Jesus heard what that man had said, a Roman centurion, a Gentile, most likely with very little truth and knowledge of the Word of God at that time, understanding the capacity of our Lord and Savior. As a miracle worker, the Lord said that in Luke chapter 7, he said, the Lord marveled at his faith. He said, I have not seen such faith in all of Israel when he heard about that. And of course, That servant was healed. Let me ask you this question tonight. How great is your faith in proportion to your knowledge of the word of God? How great is your faith? How great is my faith in proportion to the knowledge we have of the word of God? You know, tonight, I think the story of the wise men is a story of great faith. I think these men showed great faith in what, they, in what they knew, and they stepped out by faith. And we're going to look at that tonight. And I think also it's a story of generosity. They were very generous with what they had according to the knowledge that they had. And so that's what I want to look at here tonight. Two simple things, not very, not very difficult, not very uh, sophisticated, I hope not but something that we can easily understand here this evening. So point number one, one truth about the wise men was they acted on a small amount of truth and found the Savior. A small amount of truth and they found the Savior. We read these verses here tonight that these wise men, they came to Jerusalem looking for he or the one born king of the Jews. But what did they get? What kind of reception did they find there in Jerusalem? Well, notice what it says in verse 3. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. <laughs> now, here are these men. Uh, they are coming from miles and a great distance and they are coming to see the one born king of the Jews. And that's all. That's on their heart. That's, that's on their minds. And they've made this great link, this great journey, and with uh, coming here, and they start to talk about, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Where is the one that we've come to see? And what do they get? What? <laughs> Who are you talking about? We know nothing about this one born king of the Jews. Well, where did they get such an idea? Where did that come from? Because the people in Jerusalem weren't looking for him. The the people in Jerusalem had no idea or they said they didn't know anything about it. So where did these men from the east get this idea that there was going to be somebody there born king of the Jews? Well... Notice what it says here uh, in verse 2. When they were talking about it, they they said, We have seen his star. His star. That was their, their testimony. We have seen his star. And the question is, what star are you talking about? What star? I mean... I think it was Wednesday night, I'd come home from church, and I'd seen or heard that there were going to be a, a, a lot of meteorites through the night sky. And so I, I said to my wife, I said, you know, I, I think I want to go outside and take a look. And she said, go ahead, it's freezing out there. <laughs> so I went out there, and I was looking up in that night sky, and I... I did catch a glimpse of a few of those meteorites going, flashing through the sky uh, on that night. But I just marveled when I looked up and I saw the stars. And you know, they're small. They're not very big. They're just small lights in that vast darkness that's up there. And somehow, these men said we have seen out of all the billions of stars there is in the universe and they say most of them we cannot even see with our eyes but they said we saw his star. Now if that's what they said then that's what they saw. They saw a star. Now how did they connect that star to Jesus Christ? Where did that come from? Well Obviously, we know there's a portion of scripture back in Numbers chapter 24, verse 17. And there's a prophecy given to us, given to the people of Israel. And it says, a star out of Jacob and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. And from those two things, that star that they saw in the sky and that truth in the word of God, that small portion, what is it? It's a phrase. That small portion found in the word of God. They connected those two things together and they took upon themselves to travel to Jerusalem out of faith that they would see the one born king of the Jews. I think tonight we can appreciate that faith that, that a faith that enacted to go and go on that great journey. You know, they acted on that little light. That small light that they had. Uh, you know, the Bible says the word of God is a light, isn't it? That it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's another word for truth. Anytime you look in the Bible and you see the word light, it can refer to the holiness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, 1 John says, uh, you know, in him is light and there is no darkness at all. All right? He's talking about the holiness. God is holy. Talks about the light, the truth of God's word. Uh, So these things here in this reference, we're talking about the truth. They had some truth and they acted on it. And so they went and they traveled to Jerusalem uh, for this To see the one born king of the Jews. But did the star lead them to Jerusalem? No. No, it didn't. I think if they were following the star, the star would have led them to Bethlehem. It wouldn't have led them to Jerusalem because that's not, Jesus wasn't there. You see, when, notice it says here, it says here, for we have seen. His star. Past tense. Some believe that when they saw that star, the star disappeared. And out of faith, they traveled to Jerusalem. Why would they go to Jerusalem? Well, because that was the political sin center of Israel. You know, if you were going to go see the king of Israel, where would you go? You'd go to Jerusalem. And so they acted out in faith They said, we're going to see the king of the Jews. Let's go to Jerusalem. And they did. They traveled there. And when they got there, they found out he wasn't there. But still they acted in faith. They acted in good faith. And they followed the knowledge that they had, didn't they? They had that knowledge and they followed it. Now, it didn't lead them right exactly where they needed to go. But you know, God was in it, wasn't he? You know, sometimes in our life, we don't know everything, do we? We don't, we don't, you know, really, when, you, when it comes to the word of God, the truths that are found in his scriptures, uh, really, have we even made a dent in the things that God has given us? Because we're, you know, we're human, we forget, we have, we, our comprehension is small, Our inability to really to fathom the deep things. And so we have this this knowledge of the word of God. But yet, sometimes, just because we don't know enough doesn't mean we can't step out in faith. If God's calling us. If God's saying, listen, we need to step out. We need to follow. Do we need to know everything? (laughs) I'm glad I didn't need to know everything to get saved. You know, I didn't know everything about soteriology that I learned in college. I didn't know everything about Christology when I, you know, I learned in college. I didn't know everything about ecclesiology and uh, all of these things. I just knew Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin and he gave himself for me. And I knew that if I call upon the name of the Lord, he shall save me. And I acted out in faith, just like you did when you were saved. And so these men, they're acting out in their faith. They're following the knowledge that they have. They've come to Jerusalem. And notice they get there and they don't really find what they expect. And then we go to verse 4. And when he had gathered, that's Herod. When he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them, where should Christ be born? These guys are looking for the, obviously Herod understood, the Messiah. The Savior. They're looking for Him. And He gathered them together, and I don't think they had to study any book. I don't think they had to go and search anything. I think their answer in verse 5 was immediate for these chief priests and these scribes who knew the Scripture, who knew the Old Testament. And notice what they say And they said unto Him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, Art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. And when he had found him, bring me word again that I may come again and worship him. And when they heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. What did God do? You know, these men, were, they were just following their, 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 the truth that they had. They were following their faith. They stepped out in faith. Yes, they went to the wrong place, but God didn't abandon them, did he? With the knowledge that they had, God allowed that star to reappear before them, and they were able to go and worship at the, the one they were seeking. That's our God. And you know, I think that's true for us today, if we think about it. If we're willing to step out by faith, If we're willing to go and do what God has called us to do according to the truth of the word of God that we've been given, don't you think God will lead you? Don't you think God? You think God's going to abandon you and let you meander out there? No. I don't think that's the way our God is. Our God loves us. He cares for us. And he wants you to find the truth just as much as you do. And he's going to guide you. He's going to lead you. Just like he led these men. And when that star appeared, the Bible said, they rejoiced. (laughs) Amen. They were so excited that they had seen that star again. You know, don't we get excited sometimes? When God shows himself to us. Don't we get excited when. God gives us an answered prayer. Oh boy. Isn't that exciting. Don't we get excited. Don't we get excited. When someone we've been praying for. And asking God to save. And finally they get saved. Don't we get excited. Sure we do. When God sheds his light. When God sheds his truth. When God leads us and guides us. We should get excited. Because that's. That's. God is real and he's real in our life you know I think the one thing I'm afraid of is that if I'm not careful I would become more like those scribes and Pharisees that's my fear those men had so much truth they knew where Jesus was going to be born They knew, they knew the scriptures. I mean, when it came to the amount of truth that those men knew compared to those wise men, it was was like beyond measure. And yet the Bible doesn't record one, not even one, who might just say, you know, maybe we should just go and see. They just didn't care. They had so much knowledge, but they had no faith. They didn't believe those prophecies. They didn't care about those prophecies. But these wise men, they did. They believed it. That's, you know, I, I want to make sure that I don't get so much head knowledge of the Scriptures that I don't step out in faith and follow I think we got to be careful, don't we? we got to be careful that we know so much, but we really, what are we doing with what we know? These wise men had a little light, a little bit of truth. They had a star, and God led them to the Savior where they worshiped him. We need to have that great faith and follow. Are you following the Lord today, Christian? Where is he leading you? Where is he leading you? Well, let's continue on here. Another truth about these wise men was that they came to Jesus not to gain something, but to give something to him. Not to gain something, not to get something in return, but just to give. Notice what it says here. We continue on in verse verse 10. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. So they, they got there in the house. Now we know that the wise men were not at the manger. Okay, we know that. So... Uh, now I'm not I know some of you probably have the wise men in your manger scenes that's okay. I understand that. there are some purists out there that just can't they just won't have that. I won't mention any names, but they weren't there at the manger but they did they were there we you know we estimate maybe a year year and a half later in the house okay and here they are in the house and the Bible says, they fell down and worshipped him. In the way of a of the Middle Eastern way of worship, in the way of adoration, the means that they would have fallen, they would have fallen down on the ground and they would have touched their foreheads to the ground in a humble adoration to their Lord and Savior. They were worshiping. Him in that place they had found them they had found him the Lord had led them and they were being blessed But that wasn't it That wasn't all the Bible doesn't say they got up and left the Bible says it continues on in verse 11 and when they had Opened their treasuries You see they didn't just come to bow down and humbly worship the Lord but they came with their treasures they got up and they went and they and most likely these treasures that they had were hidden among all their stuff that they traveled with and they went in and they took them out from their place of hiding and they brought them out into the open and they opened up these caskets, these treasure chests filled with frankincense, gold and myrrh and they gave them, they offered them, they presented unto him these gifts, these wonderful gifts that they came to give you know, there was a, a man, like some men, who on Christmas Eve realized he needed to buy his wife a gift. Now, I'm not like that, praise the Lord. So he went to the department store, and there he went to the cosmetic department, and he said, now, I'm looking for something for my wife. Something, what do you suggest? And so she came out and she brought this very expensive $150 a bottle of perfume. And he says, no, hey, (laughs) ho, I can't afford that. That's way too expensive. Do you have anything else? And she went back and she came back with another bottle, but it was a smaller bottle of perfume. She said, this is $100. Ho, ho. No way, no, no, I cannot afford that. It's got to be something really, really inexpensive. She came back with a small bottle of perfume, $20. And he says, oh, no, you just don't understand. I need something cheap. And so she reached down in her drawer and she brought up and handed him a mirror. (laughs) These men gave their best to the Lord. They gave their best, they didn't hold back. They gave him a gift that was worthy of what he deserved. And they gave it to him not to get anything in return, because they had come to worship the Lord. You know, folks, sometimes, when we come, when we come to a church service, or we come to give, what is our motive? Are we coming to give so that we can get something in return? Are we thinking, well, if I give this, then God will give something back to me? You know, there's a, there's a, uh, a philosophy out there. It's called the prosperity gospel. And, uh, and it's just based on the fact that the more you give to God, the more you'll get back. I mean, He'll fill your wallet <laughs> with cash. That's not what the Bible teaches. We give. Because we want to come and present to our Savior what He deserves. And what does He deserve? He deserves our best. And we don't deserve anything in return. (laughs) When we give our best, we don't deserve anything. But you know what? As I read this passage... And I read this story. We pick up the story here in verse 12. And it says, And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. You know, they did get something, didn't they? Even though I don't think they came expecting anything, I think they came to give without receiving anything in return. But what did they receive? They received some revelation. Revelation from God. Can you imagine? To receive revelation. To be told, don't go back. Don't go back to Herod. Don't you go another way. Probably saving the life of our Savior and saving the life of their own. Who knows what would have happened if they had gone back and told Herod what they had seen. I don't know. But God gave them a revelation. You see, they got more than what they gave. No, it wasn't in the form of a gift. It wasn't in the form of any monetary form. But God, they got enrichment. God blessed them. You know, whenever we give, even though we don't deserve anything in return, most of the time I find God blesses me. And I am. I do get something back. And God enriches my life. Because he's our God. And he's our loving savior. And that's why when you experience that, right? When you experience that. When you give and God gives back and he enriches your life. What do you want to do? You want to give more. Right? You want to just, hey, that was great. Let's give some more. And let's see what God will do. Because what do we can't do? We can't help give God. And these men gave. They were generous. You know, that's something that I want to make sure that I don't become a cheap Christian. I don't want to be like that. I want to be a generous Christian. With what God's given me, may I give in return Not expecting something in return. In conclusion tonight, may our faith to live the Christian life be in proper proportion to our knowledge of the Word of God. You know, I had taken some people up to um, St. Jacob's. And we were uh, gone up there to see some Christmas lights and do some Christmas shopping. And uh, just to have a good time together with, uh, with our class, the Young Adults. And, you know, uh, there was someone there with us that had come with us, and that person was giving out gospel tracts to the people. And I have to be honest with you, I, w- I was a bit convicted because I didn't bring any gospel. I, was, I didn't even think about that. But that person was giving out... You know, they thought enough. They acted... What did they do? They acted in faith. That if they give out the gospel, God will bless it. And I was convicted. What am I doing? Here, you know, take a look at my life. I'll open the door a little bit. Born in a Christian home. Brought... Lived most all of my life, Baptist church, went to bi- academy two years, Bible college four years, pastored 30 years. It could be very easy to get ahead knowledge and not have the faith in proportion to that knowledge. That's what we need. And we don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that. And we need to be reminded of that. You know, people with smaller lights than us are doing great things for God. Let that be encouraging to us. And may that motivate us that we can do some things for the Lord. Maybe you're here tonight and you hear about taking a step of faith. You hear about the light and the truth, but you're not saved. That's the first step. The first step to following Christ. The first step to taking a step of faith is to trust Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Has there been a time in your life when you took that step of faith? when you believe what the Bible said? Did that you, that you realize you're a sinner on your way to a lost eternity? Do you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and he rose again the third day as the Bible tells us? Can you believe that and receive that? And will you confess that you are a sinner? And will you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and save you? The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, rescued. Rescued from a a lost eternity. Rescued from a a life that's ruined. Jesus Christ can give you so much. Just got to take that step of faith. If you're here tonight, you've never done that. Let me encourage you to do that. We're going to have an invitation. Give you an opportunity. We have someone take a Bible and show you how you can be saved. But you got to take that first step. With the light that you've been given tonight. Tonight you got to take that step of faith and work on it and act on it. Will you do that tonight? Before you leave here, will you know Christ is your Savior? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear God and Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the light that we have here, the light of the Word of God and the teaching of your Word. Lord, what a blessing to come to a church and to be a part of a church where the teaching of the Bible is every Sunday. The light of God's word is shone from this place. People are coming to know Christ. What a blessing to be a part of this church and to have this ministry here. But Lord, is there more we can do? Can we be better witnesses? Can we be better uh, followers? Lord, may you just convict us tonight and work in our hearts. Maybe there's one here this evening that's not saved. They don't know Jesus Christ as Savior. Lord, with the light they have received, may they step out by faith and receive it. Their heads bowed and no one looking around. How about you? Christian, are you following the Lord? Are you following him with what you have, the light that God's given you? Are you truly following him? Or maybe you're just holding back. Let's give our life to him Maybe here tonight you're not saved. Maybe you would come and trust Christ as your Savior. If God's speaking to your heart, while well, we have the invitation, why don't you come? Dear Lord, bless our time here. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's all stand together. God's dealing with your heart tonight. Why don't you come? If you're not saved, why don't you come? We'll have someone take a Bible and show you how you can know Christ as Savior.